This is The Analysis, a weekly examination of the culture in light of truth. I'm Deanna Huff. And I'm Mark DeMoss. Join us as we investigate and analyze the environment of the world where we live. We will be shedding the light of God's Word on the issues. And responding as Christians to influence followers of Jesus Christ to share the gospel with those around them. So Deanna, today as we talk about the analysis, the one thing that uh, has has been on my mind for about the last 24 hours is uh, thinking about a documentary that was released uh, regarding the life of Michael Jackson. Uh, it's called Leaving Neverland, and uh, um, it is a, a documentary that's just look, looking not only at his life, uh, but really at all the allegations that he lived under about the last decade of his life related to child molestation and um and 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 really has circled since his death as well uh and so um you know we're we're many years past his death at this point and um you know we're we're decade out on that but the last decade of his life so almost 20 years of debate and discussion and at the same time still uh making money uh, through music that he wrote before his death uh, and and performed uh, in in the millions and millions of dollars and and not to talk about the documentary itself, but it raised a question and and the question that this raises has to do with uh, the connection of an artist to his his or her artistry and uh, the approach to enjoying that art. Uh, for what it is and when and how do you separate that from the artist and when is that when is that a responsibility we have that we enjoy the artistic expression regardless of the fact that every artist is fallen in their in their sinful nature and when do we when do we have to discount the artistry as being something that is good and true and beautiful uh, because of the connection to the artist uh, or artists, and and that's the question I began to raise for me, and just to think about in dialogue. And Deanne, I don't think there's easy answers to those questions, but I think it's a worthy discussion. Yes, and as you noted in Philippians four eight, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so when we're putting things into our mind or into our soul through either hearing like the songs of entertainment or movies of entertainment, and we consider those things, it seems appropriate to think of those in light of what God would desire for us to be able to grow us in character and relationship and fellowship and you know if we consider michael jackson when he started out with the jackson five i mean Mm -hmm. you you go back to some of those songs and you just think hey those are just some fun songs you know that we can listen to but it it is true you can't separate your worldview your morality from the expression of what you're doing in your sphere so whether it be movie entertainment and as he progressed and so many things came out regarding 
the lack of character or morality that he withheld, it seems that we wouldn't want to advocate or push those things forward. Yeah, yeah. The the connection of, of the worldview of morality is, I think, the big connecting point for this discussion, that uh, your worldview is, has got to be connected to your morality or vice versa. Maybe better to say it that way. Your morality must be connected to your worldview. And so the moral character you see coming out, whether it's in artistic expressions, arts and entertainment industry, and you were even pointing out earlier uh, in in preparation, that's true in our business worlds. That's true in, in almost any vocation that people are in. There's a certain connection. Their their moral behavior is going to be connected to their worldview. And, um, and, and so there's points you have to, you have to play those things together and, and make decisions on. But in, in the arts and entertainment industry in particular, um, there there's a way to enjoy art for art, uh, visual expression or verbal expression. So something you see, something you listen to. And when the artist is separated from that, you the art can stand alone. Mm-hmm. A painting on a wall in a museum uh, for somebody like me who doesn't know a lot about those kinds of things, seeing the name of an artist next to it doesn't affect me at all. Mm-hmm. I just see the painting. And if it's a, a beautiful setting or scenery or wh- whatever that is, that is just a good expression of reality or human nature or whatever, I can enjoy that art. But if somebody came and began to tell me all about the artist and maybe a lot of immoral character of that artist, it would begin to taint my enjoyment of the art. It would get connected. And I think that's what's hard when you get into movie and TV and music expression. The artist is so closely tied to the expression that um, it has a stronger effect on whether I can enjoy it as something true and good and beautiful or not. Yeah, and we know that lost people are going to act like lost people. Someone who's a proclaiming atheist Mm -hmm. and they're acting out in a movie, it it doesn't surprise us for their worldview to fit a lot of the roles that they're going to take on. And I think that it's important for us to consider, okay, should I pay for this movie and advance these causes or these worldviews or these ideas, we really have to evaluate that in accordance with God's word. Are we, you know, advancing the gospel or, or fellowship with family or or in certain categories, is there some goodness that's coming from this? But when it's so blatant and so outright it seems hard that that would be something that's good. And we can't take ourselves completely out of the world, and we're not supposed to, right? Or commanded, right? Right. We're in the world, but we're not of it. And, you know, it reminds me of the medieval times with the monks. Mm -hmm. So many of them... They had the desire to be so holy and so pleasing toward God that they just removed themselves from the from the world to be able to not yeah. be tainted by anything. But the reality is, is that it's not the world in and, in and of itself. It's the sinful nature in the fallen humanness of mankind. Right. We're tainting these things. In in the area of of entertainment or in the area of music. It seems like 
we need for redeemed people to redeem back that field. Yeah. You know, yeah. it going astray. Yeah. Let's let's take that back and let God's beauty and reflection be seen in all of that. But I think we have to be wise when we make decisions about what we're going to support and what we're not going to support. What is this advancing forward? Is this advancing the cause of Christ? Is it not advancing? Yeah, and and those are those are difficult decisions sometimes because um, you can make the argument that any movie that isn't specifically talking about Christianity and Christian themes uh, isn't advancing the cause of Christ. Therefore, it's out. Uh, you know, you, you can't you can't. No good Christian could go pay for that movie, right? Yeah. Uh, and at the same time. Uh, Maybe there are movies that aren't specifically Christian themed that are that are advocating and promoting things that we would say are good for human flourishing, and that the Bible would would advance healing through hurt and brokenness. Uh, movies that uh, encourage marriage and and family, uh, and and give a theme of restoration and redemption of somebody's brokenness or or heartache or those are things that that's good. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> good, like so. That's advancing something that's it's not specifically Christian, but mm-hmm. it speaks in a positive manner to my worldview. I, I see it and I go, Oh, that's good. Yeah. I like to I like to see somebody that out of this heartache, because of these relationships, healing and help happened. Oh, that's what I want my life to be about. Yeah, that is so good. And it also reminds me of the movie The Giver. Mm-hmm. If if you haven't seen it, it is a movie about a young man who is going to receive knowledge about the past and it be useful for the future. But in it, what's unique is that he saves this child in the movie, and it's a baby. And he, this is one of the few movies you see pro-life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's advancing this this but it is not a christian movie in fact it's a movie that was written off of a book from the 1950s and it's about trying to rid a world of pain and suffering Mm. and it's an excellent movie one of some of the things that come out of that is is that you you can go with your family you can have enjoyment out of it together good conversation right. conversation about history and all sorts of other topics mm-hmm. in your kitchen you can play music while you're cooking it can be fun mm-hmm. and it can just be enjoyable music but trying to separate from every single artist is almost impossible because yeah. you don't know about everybody right but i do think there's some value in knowing about a when you do and you are aware, yeah. then you you evaluate that in light of who Christ is and say, w- would he want this to be advancing or advocating yeah. family, hope, love, purpose toward the reflection of God? Yeah. Yeah, because it goes back to the Philippians verse that you're you're referencing at the beginning. Where your mind where's your mind gonna dwell, right? And we're responsible to uh, inform and train our mind to dwell on the right things. And we're responsible to create the uh, biblical filter through which all of everything passes through so that it, it, can be, it can be the writing of a book 
that is uh, by a Christian author that um, is still fallen. And um, I, I've got to disseminate that because he's, he's not going to write inerrant truth. Right. I still have to disseminate what, yes, I know him. Yes, he's a good person. Yes, he follows Jesus. Yes, he, he, he writes sound doctrinal things, but he's still human, and he could speak with some amount of error. He could misspeak about something. He, and, and so I, I still have to disseminate that. <laughs> you know, uh, It's not just these kind of big evil things. And so our responsibility is to be creating that filter that everything passes through, not... I think what we tend to do is silo things and go, this is from the Christian world, so it's good. Mm-hmm. And this is from the secular world, so it's bad. Mm-hmm. And that's not, if we do that, then we'll never have Christians move into the world of arts and entertainments because it's bad. So you can't go there. Right. And we'll never have influence there. And we'll never have things that come out with truth, beauty, and goodness for us to enjoy more fully. So I can I can enjoy I can enjoy some movies because they have some positive value and I get it was fun and we had popcorn and we had a good time and we didn't get our worldview lamb blasted. Yeah. Thank you God for that. I can go to other movies that are done really well with a strong Christian theme mm-hmm. and Christian purpose and enjoy it even more. But you've got to get people with high levels of skill and talent to go into those industries. Even in the Christian music world, we need people to go in and write great Christian music, not just, well, at least it's a Christian option. You know, I don't want just the Christian option. Give me the good, beautiful, truthful things. The reality is, is that if you never are encountering the other side or the other worldviews, then it it begs the question are you really able to discern between falsehood and truth if you're only listening to one side then you can't really evaluate the fullness of the information you can love god with your whole heart your whole mind your whole soul you can only stay in the bible but he asked us to go out into the world yeah and so there ought to be times we're encountering these other ideas and these other worldviews and the way that we are able to speak to them is to critically think through, is this something that should be advancing forward yeah. for the cause of Christ? And if we're not doing that, we're definitely not critically thinking. And we're not, we're not developing in being persuasive. I mean, Paul, being at Mars Hill, mm-hmm. he's debating with who? The philosophers. Yeah. You know, the disciples are going out into places. They, they say that Thomas was found in India discipling. I mean, lots of churches are, are, are named after him. And yet India was a mini-gods culture. Right. So... They had to go in and encounter the culture. We're encountering that with the entertainment field. And we, and the, even though the person cannot be separated mm-hmm. out from their morality, yeah. it's a good place for us to examine and say, can we do this and listen for enjoyment? Because in spite of the fact that man has fallen, the image of God is on them, and their creativity that is coming out of that is reflecting the image of God, even though the person themselves is not. Right. 
Or is it that it's so egregious to God, their lifestyle, yeah. that we can't even take on anything that they are producing yeah. and and be using it for something that is good? Yeah, yeah. If they if they so covered and tarnished the image that is stamped, and, and are doing everything they can to reject that, then at some point you go, okay, <laughs> you know, I, I can't I can't even find the expression of the image of God anymore in this, and so. The, man, those are challenging questions and, and difficult. And, and the thing that helps us is uh, knowing God's Word. And, and so you've got to be in a place where you can hear God's Word. That's what we'd encourage for you this weekend. Thanks for listening to the analysis.